Hola, mi gente. Welcome Ooh. to another episode of Sazon Talk. Good evening, good afternoon, wherever you may be listening to this episode. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Sazon Talk. Yes. I'm a little excited about this topic this week. Um, I think it's a major topic going on in the world. Yes. Um, that actually, when you look at it in a bigger aspect of things, it affects both of us in a way because... Mm-hmm of certain things but before we get into that um please make sure to subscribe to the job tears podcast network page to listen and view all previous episodes of sess on talk our most recent one was with my bestie my sister in arms uh miss jediah cohen um who shared her coming out story it was very personal yeah um, very touching and she she had called me the other day and she said yo it was so good. <laughs> she said, oh, my God. Even even her wife got jealous because yeah. I think she said they talked about doing a podcast before. Okay. And one of their friends um, that they were in the car listening to it. And then they were like, yo, that was so dope. You know, mm-hmm. with you and Janelle and Amanda, that was so dope. And then she was like, well, maybe you and Janelle should do a podcast together. And her <laughs> wife got jealous and was like, absolutely not. And I was like. Like, that was my idea. Yeah. But Marjorie Joy was like, but we had spoke about doing it before and she Mm -hmm. dragged her feet. But now she hears how dope it is. And now she wants to do it. And I'm like, just indulge her. Just do it. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's like I told her, I said, that's actually one of the main reasons um, why me and Mikey started doing Mm -hmm. the podcast. Because I feel like, you know, when you look back, you're like, yo, we did that. That was something we did together. Right. Something dope. So I do encourage couples to just do do little things together. Yeah. Dre and I actually recently did um, a recording with uh, What's Your Digits podcast. Yes. And so did we. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You did it before you did. Shout out, you did. <laughs> he told us. He said Amanda DM'd me right away. Yeah. I, I saw said, his post. Shout out to Andre Martin Sr. and yes, his lovely wife. Yes. All the way from Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. They when are he t- so said, Southern. Let me tell you. When they were on the anchor and they're, I heard their accents and I said, oh, my soul. My soul said yes. <laughs> I loved it. It was so... I was just... T- I told Dre that earlier... Um, I said to him, I said, yo, the questions they asked, I said, mm-hmm. we, I don't even think we was ready for. Right. Like, it was A lot of times like, we were just like, like, I could picture Dre's reactions to things. I know him so well. Mm-hmm. So I could know, like, when he's like, well, I'm going to let Amanda answer this question type of thing. But I, I get what So, yeah, saying. it was like, it, it was one question where we were both, like, stumped for a second. I was like, I don't know. Uh, because they, they start off with the basics, like, how did you guys meet mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Because at first, um, and I thought it was a cute play on, the, like, the what's your digits. Because yes. at first, I thought they were going to ask, like, oh, when's the first time you guys exchanged numbers? Mm-hmm. So I was ready for that. But then they were like, no, what's your digits, digits basically is your you anniversary. Started, yeah. But when you started dating, and I was like, oh, that's so dope. Yeah. And then it was crazy. One question they had asked. I don't know if they asked you guys that, but they had asked me and Mikey, like, um, do you guys see marriage? And he didn't even hesitate. Mm-hmm. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I heard you. Put you in the hot seat. Yeah. Like, I was just like, oh, but shit. But they're so amazing. They are. Shut like, up. their energy. Like, they were saying they've been married for eight years. Mm-hmm. And there was just something that he said something. And it kind of, like, she was just cracking up. And she was like, she's going to get you back for that, though. And he was like, yeah. This is what eight years of marriage is like. And we yeah, were like, listen, we're all for it. They're very both him, um, Andre, and uh, they call her Leanne as well. They're really dope people. No. But I had a great time recording with oh, them. Oh, no. We our episode. I think your episode already dropped. So yes. make sure to tune in to What's Your Digits podcast. Um, I think your episode already dropped. Our episode mm-hmm. drops next week. Um, I think on the 18th. Yeah, because, yeah, because they would have, ours dropped last Thursday. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So ours is two weeks after year. So, yeah. So I'm excited to hear. And see how that came out. Uh, what else is going on in your world before we jump into this week's topic of discussion? Um, I'm trying to think. What I'm like eating so? a sour patch or whatever this is called, sour straw, because low sugar over here just dropped out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because, I mean, not funny, but it's crazy because most of the time I have um, M&M's. M&M's in my bag and I actually don't. They're on my desk. At work. Yeah, I was trying to look for the Krispy Kreme in the beginning. I'm just like, I don't know where the fuck this place is at. But I just found like a little store and I was just like, You know, Krispy Kreme did not hit the same. 
I'm sorry. Well, I always get the. Um, I definitely prefer Dunkin'. I don't. I could tell the the friedness in Dunkin' Donuts donuts. But I felt like it was softer. Like you gotta get you gotta hit Dunkin' early in the morning, mm. fresh out the oven, not ten o'clock at night, stale as fuck. Right. Because um when me and Mikey had did a staycation over here, mm-hmm. um, we had I had had Krispy Kreme in like forever. Like probably since a f- years. The last time I think I had a Krispy Kreme donut was I was in Savannah, Georgia. So oh, that wow. was years, years, years ago. So and we both had a sweet tooth. So I was like, oh, let's, you know, we almost Uber Eats it. But then we were like, it's literally right there. So yeah. we went to go get like a half dozen and it just didn't hit the same. I was kind of disappointed. Know, it does. I, what, what did you get? I only get the glazed. I get, I get glazed because uh, I'm super simple. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got glazed on it and I got the chocolate frosted because I like chocolate. I and the chocolate too. frosted just did not hit. The glaze was okay. Well, yeah, I only get the like, the glaze and I get the Boston cream. Those are the only two that I get. Um, but yeah, I couldn't find it, so I had to go to Bodega and just get some sour straw to mm-hmm. kind of boost me back up. But other than that, I have some <gasps> things going on, but I'm not saying what's going on in my life yet until it's secure, and then uh, I'll let you guys know what's happening. But okay. yeah, what were you gonna say? No, I was going to say, did you ever um, end up watching um, the Netflix show I told you about? I did not. So those that are listening. Because what's her name? Uh, Donna, our lovely Donna and Jen got me like they told me watch um, Bridgerton. And so that's what I'm watching right now. And it's yeah, I'm on the last episode. It's only eight. And it's only on the first season still. Like, the second one's coming out soon. But okay. I'm like, I love it. It's actually really good. And then the next one is the one that you want me to watch. So the one at the show I was telling her is on Netflix. It's called Jenny and Georgia. Um, I loved it. Like, I think you would love it. So mm-hmm. um, Just the preview alone that I watched was really good. It's super cute because it, it's it's about, a, I don't want to say little girl. But basically, her mom. It's a um, teenager, no? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her mom was a, was a teen mom. Mm-hmm. And basically, now fast forward, the husband, I think, I don't want to tell too much husband, they, they moved to Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to leave you with that. And, okay. and it basically is about like her. I know, like, she goes to friends, like the school and then she's talking about friends. like the feminist stuff from what I saw in the preview. So, yeah, so she goes, she starts this um, high school um, and she gains friends and and then falls in love. At the same time, with two oh, different love. people, teenage love. Teenage you think everything love. is everything. You know, I don't feel like I had that experience. Teenage love. Oh, bless your heart. I don't think I did. Like, I think there's like I always say, like my first. I guess like that that like first like love lust. Mm-hmm. I had. Um, we're still friends to this day. Like, I tell him, it was funny. I think a few years ago, we were like, yo, if we're not married by 35, let's just get it done. <laughs> just make it. Yeah, let's just make it happen. You sound like, um, and a lot of people don't like the show, but it sounds like Friends, where Rachel, well, Phoebe had a deal with Joey, and then she also did it with Ross, that they didn't hit, if they didn't hit, like, 40 without getting married yet, they were going to get married to each other. So when Ross, Rachel wants to do it with, like, Ross, he goes, oh, I'm entitled to Phoebe already. And then she was like, wait, you have um, Ross and Joey? That was like, smart. you can't do that. And she's like, yes, Says I can. Who? That was smart. But then Ro- Joey and Ross didn't know that, they, that she had that, that she deal. That she had them, yeah. yeah. So I think, yeah, I had that deal. But then that became null and void recently. Yeah. Probably for life. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like I had, I had that one person that I was like, oh, my God, he's everything. But he really wasn't at the time. And then um, I really didn't have a long-term relationship again until I was in college. Yeah, that's, yeah. Until about end of high school, freshman, um, not really freshman year, but like sophomore, junior year of college. So like like high school love, I didn't really, didn't have that. It's weird. <laughs> were you one of those kids that were actually into their schoolwork? Yes, 
Yeah. I mean, I wasn't like geeky. Like, I feel like I was that, I was the kid everyone got along with. I mean, I'm still that kid that everyone gets along with. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I was. And I was very social. I was that kid. Like, so like every, like in high school, you have all, all these tip, different types of like groups of friends. So like you have all the nerds, you have um, all the, I guess, jocks, you have all the cool kids, you got all the door, like you have all those different types and like I was cool with everybody for the most part and I think also what did the reasoning why is because my high school is small mm. like our high school graduating class was 110 oh damn so I think every so everyone knew everybody okay and which was dope because you know everybody was just chill like I mean of course you had cattiness but other than that but yeah I didn't have that like high school romance like which is weird yeah i never had that tits to be <laughs> i don't think it's a gift or a curse i just was like i don't know i mean because the things that i've experienced i'm just like i wish i had it like that <laughs> i just you know what it was and also too i think i think what also attributed to that was because i didn't have that that relationship with my mom where mm-hmm. she sat me down that birds and the bees shit i never got that convo mm-hmm. um how to put on a condom on a on a nigga i never got that no but that's the thing like well never mind can't say that i was mm-hmm. gonna say that it wasn't i mean before like like i've we've said this before in our podcast where when i had what i thought was relationships back when i was younger i wasn't really thinking about having sex even when i dated dre in high school we weren't thinking about having sex we would just go to the staircase and make out right that was just the thing but then as i got into my junior year that's that's when i kind of started having sex but all the younger years no it wasn't a thing see yeah i was like kind of like that one and done like i had yeah i remember you saying lost my v card fairly young i guess mm-hmm. uh, but after that i was just like this shit is not oh mm-hmm. i don't want to do that <laughs> so i did it and then yeah it wasn't until really college with the person i was with where it was like consistent or like uh like we did it all the time right so like yeah I high school you. i never had that like oh my god let's no nah. mm-hmm. like like you said let's Let's make out in the staircase yeah. of my house. And then if the door opens and it's my mom, we're just going to act like we're just Talking. saying goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> like that shit. No, yeah, I totally get it. But let's stop to chatting and let's get into the episode. Yes. So this week's episode, we're dedicating. We're actually, it's like a pull. It's like, oh, it's like an SVU episode. We're pulling from the headlines. <laughs> which I was telling Dre, I fucking hate. I can't stand SVU because Mikey fucking watches that shit. I love SVU. I was actually, well, before I started watching Bridgerton today, I was watching Law & Order. When I Tuesdays time. and Thursdays is a marathon, in case you guys didn't know, on USA. Apparently sometimes on Fridays, but on Sundays for sure. And on Channel 31, whatever, just Ion, whatever it is, they have it as well. I'm an SVU fan. I just I'm over how many date rapes and sexual assault cases. I'm just over Well, it. the newer because they rerun a lot of the old ones, but the newer ones they've done um like what is it, season twenty two that I think they're on now? They've done the Black Lives Matters. Um they did some other one where it's not like the whole dating rape type of thing. Obviously, because they're SVU, that's kind of when it comes yeah, to like no, child stuff or like rape stuff, that's what they're in charge of. But um, yeah. But yeah, you were saying. Yeah, no, I'm over SVU. But we're taking a page out of them for a quick second and ripping the topic from the headline. So if you haven't been glued to a TV or listening to different um, newscasters, whether it's here or across the pond. Um, the interview that mm-hmm. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry did recently has opened up certain topics, I think, um, that are important. And we wanted to take one of, kind of like one of them, um, and discuss it for this week's episode. So 
we're going to talk a little bit about racism in relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, I think because, you know, for Amanda, she's in a relationship with a black man, mm-hmm. strong black man. Just not because he's in the room, I'm saying that. <laughs> but um, where... Oh, it's even better. <laughs> um, where, you know, you guys probably, you know, hopefully one day we'll have kids of your own. Right. And your kids will be biracial. Yes, indeed. And then with myself and my strong black man, who's actually Loki has West Indian blood in him mm-hmm. that he wants to sometimes claim, but I sometimes claim that I'm Cuban, so it right. works. Uh, but I'm Afro Latina, and mm-hmm. he's you know black. He's a black man, so you know if it will, we have kids, they will be biracial as well. That's right. Um, but Meghan Markle and Prince Harry have a biracial child mm-hmm. and they will soon have another biracial child because she's pregnant. She's going to have a girl, Aww. which I think is super cute. They said they're two and done. Okay. They told Oprah. <laughs> um, but I wanted to bring up that because I thought it was a, just an interesting topic because we don't really get to talk about the effects of being a biracial child. Like, mm-hmm. you know, for you, both of your parents are Hispanic. Right. Where mine's. I am a, a product of biracial um, parents where my mom is black and my dad is Cuban. Mm-hmm. Um, so growing up, it was very, it's it's interesting because you'll look and you're like, oh, the black girl. Right. Then you see the last name, you fucked up. You're like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. They got you all fucked up. Yeah. All- look at the, the, uh, where is uh, Garcia? Yeah. Garcia Janelle. Garcia? Like, what? That's me. Right. So, and even growing up, I was confused in a sense because I didn't, I didn't understand, you know, as kids, you don't see color. Right. You don't see, um, prejudice. You don't see Mm -hmm. racism. You don't see any of that stuff as a kid. It's so crazy because now that you brought this up, um, it kind of just drawns to me now for my second, so if you ever, if you're a listener that knows about early childhood education, you know that in college, you obviously the first year you take one semester of ECE, then as you progress, you have to take two courses of early childhood education. Mm-hmm. And so one of my two 11 classes of early childhood, she had us watch this film called Blue Eyes, Brown, Brown Eyes, Blue Eyes. Mm-hmm. And it's this teacher, you can tell the video is super old. But it's this teacher that's talking about um, uh, basically like like skin color shouldn't matter. Right. So she had like, you know, to like make a point, she started saying, okay, anybody wearing a, a red shirt today, you guys get five gold stars because you're wearing red shirts today. But she was teaching them a lesson. Uh-huh. And she had everybody else, like, if you were wearing blue jeans, okay, well, you you don't get to go to recess today because you're wearing blue jeans. But she was teaching them a lesson. And so after a while, like, she sat with them at the table and she said, do you know why? And then people started saying, like, the kids were saying, like, it shouldn't matter how we look like we're all the same. And she said, exactly. So it's just so crazy that you have to teach children that now. Right. And and I think it's it 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 definitely starts at a younger age mm-hmm. because um because in all actuality the parents are actually younger. Yes. So because everything is starting at a younger age is when those conversations cuz yeah, like I said, I didn't growing up for me, I was to me I was always black. Mm-hmm. Like I never I never really different and I think it's more or less because my mom's side of the family we always hung we saw them more often you know for my beginning stages of life we stayed with my grandmother and my aunts Mm -hmm. so like that's all like you know that's all I knew like it was so funny my aunt sent me a picture the other day um of me my mom both my aunts my grandmother my great grandmother Mm -hmm. and it was at my brother's baby shower Okay. And she can she didn't know what that picture was from. She just sent it to me and I was like, Oh, that's from Alex Baby Shower. She said, Whoa, how do you remember that? I'm mm-hmm. like, because I was there, duh. Yeah. But to see the generations, like it literally was three like one, two, three, four generations mm-hmm. in one picture. It's kind of what I what I knew. Right. So in my early stages, it was just like, you know, I'm the black girl and it is what it is. I hang out with all the black kids, it is what it is. Then when we moved to Harlem, um, 
my block, because you were uptown, you know, you say my block, that's where yeah. you're from. <laughs> my block um, was nothing but Spanish people. Mm-hmm. Nothing but Dominicans. Nothing but Puerto Ricans. Nothing but Spanish people. Like, I, like my elementary school, they were two full classes of ESL. And... I didn't, I didn't, uh, like, that shit was wild to me. I was like, yeah. why they can't speak English type of shit? Like, <laughs> oh no, ignorant shit. Like, I was just like, I yeah, don't understand yeah. why they don't speak or sound like me. Mm-hmm. And then the older I understood, you know, I started understanding more and started, you know, asking a lot more questions because then going to school with other Spanish people and then they see my last name. Mm-hmm. They they tried to connect, but then their way of connecting was through language. Yeah, and I didn't have it. So growing up, I always struggled with I'm not Spanish enough, or like I was always gonna be black. That's not a problem. But being around all the Spanish kids and then them looking at me like I was the foreigner, right? That shit is wild. Like it's so crazy to me because um, obviously, like you said, my parents my mom and my dad are both puerto rican uh-huh. um we're more like a new yorkian because they're born here uh-huh. and um i hope everybody knows what new yorkian is but just in case for those that are not from new york puerto so they're from new, york from new york and they're, but they're puerto rican but um because uh but anyways um yes so i used to go to school in tribeca and because who, anybody who does not know how I look, I look super white, apparently. And so this... Uh, yeah, whatever. Um, this Spanish lady came up to me and she was like struggling talking because she needs directions. Uh-huh. And so she she's like struggling and she so I say something in Spanish and I'm like, like I speak Spanish. And she's like... Oh, like she was like super surprised and she was just like, well, I'm just trying to get here, here. So I tell her and I'm just like, it's happened to me a few times where people just think I'm just straight up white. People that really know that I'm Puerto Rican, they, they'll like they'll come up to me in Spanish. But I've had a few Hispanic people like try to speak to me in English and I'm just like, I can speak Spanish too, you know? And they're like, oh, okay, you know, get bueno because I need some help right now. And they're just <laughs> like, but I totally understand what you're saying because... Anybody that's seen my sisters from my from my mom's side, they're obviously more darker than I am. I'm the I'm the vanilla of, of the Oreo, um, and they're you know more tan color. And then, but if you really look into like the history, like it's like you were saying, like the history of the family, um, there are people that in their family that's whiter than me there's some that's darker than them and even like my sister's godparents her godfather is puerto rican but uh-huh. he's super dark skin and you know their their kids are dark as well but they can't portray that they're you know because of their skin color they're always deter- you know discriminated and stuff like that that's how actually so like i never forget a story growing up my dad um was on the bus uh-huh. coming home and the person was talking wild shit, but in Spanish. Mm-hmm. So my dad, my dad speaks fluent Spanish. Okay, looks the same complexion as me, but super Spanish. Mm-hmm. Super, cu- super cubano. Super Cuban. <laughs> it's it's weird. So that's why I never like understood it. Like even as an adult now, I'm like, I still have questions. I feel like, but. He was on the bus and they were talking wild shit in Spanish mm-hmm. and he answered them in Spanish because when you look at him, you wouldn't, yeah. you you know, you assume. And I think that's just the unfortunate era and generations of ignorance that mm-hmm. goes throughout history because that's exactly what, you know, unfortunately, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry um, had been going through in um, in the U.K., which essentially led them to moving to the States um, because of certain things. And she had, and I just thought it was really powerful that she brought up that that was an issue for her. Right. Because, you know, she's a biracial child herself. Her child is biracial. Like he's, he has mixed, he's a, he's a black ginger. Mm-hmm. Like it's wild. Yeah. It is, it's, it's phenomenal. And I think, so the first question I want to put on the table is 
for yourself though because you see yourself you know eventually being a mom because if there's anybody in, the, in our group of friends <laughs> anybody that is like itching for that baby it is the person sitting across from me and I don't I will never understand that but I support her and <laughs> in, in everything and in, in all that she does but how do you do you think you and your partner will struggle with raising biracial kids? Like, because I think when you have a lack of history for one side, you lean on the on the other mm-hmm. side with that, that that scale. Yes. You lean heavier on one side. So like for me growing up, my unfortunately my dad's, you know, side of the family, eighty percent of the family still is in Cuba. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have that. Like any cousins that I knew um they either lived in miami or in florida <laughs> sir or why are you laughing are you <laughs> nothing <laughs> nothing but yes you were saying um but they live far away so like i did i never forget i had we had family come through into the states and they were just as white as you mm-hmm and I was so confused. Like, that fucked me up as a kid. Yeah. I was just like, who are these people? Yeah. And then my mom, you know, because I'm very, I was very uh, vocal as a child. I probably still am very vocal as an adult. <laughs> but I probably was more vocal as a child. No filter. So mm-hmm. I would be like, who are they? Like, just flat out. And my mom right. had to pull me to the side. I was just like, bitch, don't chill the fuck out. <laughs> she didn't say that, but she gave me that. Nah, but she, if you were an adult, she probably would have told you. She gave me that. Janelle Garcia. She gave me that, bitch, if you don't stop asking questions that you don't want answers to. She gave me that look. So I was just like, all yeah. right, whatever. But do you think, what what struggles, if anything, do you feel like you'll encounter raising biracial kids? Well, um, Obviously, Dre and I have obviously had this conversation because, you know, we do not plan to stay in New York forever. Um, we were even talking about how before we settle a location, we need to visit the locations. Absolutely. And it's not because we want to check out the house or anything. It's because we want to check the environment out. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that our kid is in an environment where... It's, you know, there's different diversities around because um, something that I always remember and it breaks my heart is um, my first early childhood teacher. My professor was she's Ecuadorian. Uh So she is um, a little bit darker. And so her husband is Egyptian. Ooh. And they have kids. That's exotic as fuck. Yeah. So, of course, her kids are, you know, very biracial. They're internet, you know, different race. Um, and they live in Long Island. Ugh. So, the community where they live is super, super white. Yeah. So, one day, her youngest daughter came home and asked her mom for a permanent white marker. And she's like, why do you need a permanent white marker for? That's, that's and she said she wanted to paint her skin white because all the girls in her school were making fun of her that she was a caramel color. That's unfortunate as fuck. And the little girl was like six years old. See, yeah. And so, you know, she was like, sometimes you don't even, because she, she said that when because she, she came, to, uh, my professor came to the States when she was seven. She learned English through television and stuff like that. Like, I know my family members, they've learned English through TV as well. But she said that because of professor, uh, because of teachers that she's had, they weren't trained to be ESL teachers. Uh-huh. So instead of trying to communicate with them, they would yell at her, like, are you stupid? Like, I'm telling you, write an essay, and they're yelling at her. Like, if they feel like you ever had, like, you ever seen somebody like trying to communicate with somebody and they're yelling like that's gonna work any better? Yeah. And so that's every week on a job. Yes. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally so every week. You know, so something that I have to that we both try to take acknowledge is that we want to find a area, we want to find a school, a school that has that diversity because our kids are going to be biracial. You know, mm-hmm. they are going to be half Hispanic and they're going to be half black. 
So, um, and I don't want them to feel like they should hide who they are. I want them to be proud of who they are because they're going to know from, you know, once they're able to start asking me questions and I'm like, yeah, you know, mommy's Puerto Rican and daddy's African-American. Like it's, it's okay, Uh you know, and you know, there's just so many ways. Like I, at first I was like, how the hell do you speak to these things? But as I develop in my early childhood career, that's why I like what I do now because I'm able to, bring it to my children uh-huh. and I'm able to prepare with them. And as well, like I have my, my aunt that she's more like a mom to me that she's a teacher as well. And she taught in Charleston, um, South Carolina. So she was just saying over here, it's super racial. And even like when it comes to like, if you're gay or anything, like you don't want to live over here because this is the most religious community ever. Uh-huh. That's why she had to move out of there because my little cousin and and we're free we freely say this because we had no shame, but my little cousin loves dolls. He's a boy. He loves playing with Frozen. He loves dressing like Frozen. He does this at home. Uh-huh. When he's outside, he doesn't do it. He'll bring like maybe a doll with him because it's kind of his comfort zone. Right. But it took a while for my uncle to understand that. He automatically assumed his son was gay. Right. You know, because a lot of guys don't want to know that their kid is gay. It's a hard, not a hard pill to swallow in a Mm -hmm. sense, but it's a hard realization because I think a lot of parents start questioning themselves. Did I do it? Mm -hmm. Did I, you know, what what could I have done differently? Right. Without understanding, like, if this is the way that, you know, the child is, this is the way the child, like, look at Dwayne Wade's um, son. Mm Mm-hmm. That loves you know, loves being in heels and and, lo- and wants to be transgender and stuff like that. Like, right. And I think as a parent, you just want to create a safe environment. You may not always understand certain things because I feel like that's <clears throat> also a question that most people don't get to ask. Um, is like, how would you handle right your child being mm-hmm. gay or being? Yeah, because I've <clears throat> I've I've expressed this a lot to certain people that we know of and a lot of people are just like fuck out of here and and all that stuff but um but when it and it surprises me because you know now my cousin is five he's still in the phase um i mean phase whatever it is that he's into like we accept him no matter what he is right and i think that's important right and so my uncle was able to understand to the point where he's like yeah we can't be in charleston because whatever his his life takes him, this is not the place for it because he will be discriminated for being gay or whatever. If he wants to do drag or anything, he will be judged in that area. Which I think is weird because when you look at a lot of these Southern places, a Mm -hmm. lot of people that are together, one's black, one's white. Right. So I just find it so like, almost to a point of being a hypocrite where you're like, You sit here and you wanna and you wanna be racially incorrect, but then yeah, your daughter is definitely fucking with a black dude. So right. what are you what are you talking about? Like I, I I'm always confused by that notion of like the South being so like racially like insensitive, and it's just like how mm-hmm. when I almost not every guy let me not say that, but most guys that I know that live below the Mason Dixon line fuck with white bitches. Mm-hmm. So I just, it's, it's weird. It's, it's, it's weird, but cause it goes back to like, you love who you love. That's right. And I think that's also something that, um, going back to Megan real quick, that I don't think she knew what she low key signed up for. Mm-hmm. So I think when she realized like, all right, I don't have a real say and you know, my life and my culture is different from theirs. I want to, you know, be accepted as best as possible. But I mm-hmm. think that that line of like questioning a child's skin color before a child's even born, like that's just extra as fuck. Yeah. Like you can't, you don't have no control over that. Right. Because you can, you can have, let's say me and Mikey have a kid, the kid could come out light as fuck. Right. And neither one of us is light. Mm-hmm. I think I'm lighter than him a smidge. But other than that, that's just like that. So it's just like... Yeah, I I think... I'm not sure if I brought this up here. I know I've mentioned it somewhere, but there's this show I watched called Chicago Inc. And oh, yeah. um, 
Charmaine. Well, Charmaine's daughter. Yes. But Charmaine's daughter looked like her, her mom. grandma. Her, right. Her mom's like, um, Yeah, her mom. Because she, like, the baby looks just like. So if anybody knows the show, Charmaine had a baby girl. You know, Super cute. Super cute. And unfortunately, Charmaine's mom passed away that when was she was pregnant. Sad. Oh my God, I was so emotional. I, I was crying. So I couldn't watch it until after. Yeah, because you don't like emotional I don't because <laughs> I was sitting there boohoo like fuck yeah I so, was definitely I watched I the episode I had to wait until after the season like had completely finished yeah no that's what I did and mm-hmm. then I had went back and because at the time her and Ryan weren't at a good they weren't right, in a good space they were in a good space yeah and then her mom I think was sick mm-hmm. and then the mom had passed and then the episode that I have watched because that's why I was like I can only do one the episode I watched was when they found out when the mom had passed and Ryan had came to Charmaine's house. Yeah, because he found out about it. he found it. out and he rushed over there and was there for her and then yeah, she had to go back. literally her dad um, was on the phone with her. So what happened was that her heart had stopped beating. It was super emotional because the last thing that you see on the show was the gender reveal. The gender reveal. And the so mom, was, mom there was there for Her mom was there um, the baby daddy mom and like family yes. was there so they all had took a picture mm-hmm. and like she um, she, she was know, super she, excited she was to be super, a grandma yeah be a grandma she always talked highly of Charmaine always talked highly of Ryan like yeah. they were always they was playing clips of like stuff like times that they had once eat yeah or like she was kind of like she was kind of hint out like you need a man the relationship you need to fix yeah. it and she she definitely like told her that so then when the mom when her mom had passed right and she was like oh she had to be like maybe six seven months pregnant so, you know, or well, maybe she was it seven. was she yeah she, she was, was like six or seven she was definitely because it was before her baby shower correct so it but she was definitely in third trimester yes so, but she was like having like contractions because she was just like she out. was stressing out. Her husband had to come, which is what you do. Your wife is pregnant, regardless of pregnant or not. But you lose your mom or somebody close to you, you're there for your significant other. Absolutely, being the husband, being the wife, you're there for your significant. You drop everything, and be like I gotta go, or just even just little like it doesn't even yeah. like even if it's like a parent like just anything like. Everybody handles stuff differently. That's just yes. like um, Mikey had um, a friend of like theirs, like they, they group of they music friends, like they group of, of people. Oh, I saw had um, um they had lost someone recently, yes. and I was li- literally he the phone kept going off in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. So we were like, why is the phone going off? Like, what's going on? And you know, he doesn't. He he's been very vocal. Like he doesn't deal with death well. Mm. and stuff like that and it just was super important you know for me on my end to just make sure like listen if you want to talk about it we can talk Mm -hmm. about it if you don't want to talk about it we don't have to talk about it if you want to cry cry if you want to be angry be angry like if you want to be if you want to sit in fucking silence let's sit in fucking silence Mm -hmm. like it's super important that no matter to understand understanding your partners yes um, the way that they grieve the way that they grieve Mm -hmm. because we all agree differently. Right. So, but that, but then when the baby was born and her daughter is light, light break. Yes. And light, she light. has, like, her hair is just like, her hair is so fucking her cute. Her daughter, but she really, got little bald spots, but she is so fucking cute. Adorable. But her daughter, but yeah, she her mom. was being shitted on because that's not your child. That, yeah. But if you look, because there's a picture that she has on Instagram. Uh, her baby, her with baby, the baby picture. And, and no, she has the baby and her mom. Her mom. And they look And just they alike. look fucking the same. Yeah. They're the same complexion, same hair color. Yeah. Everything is the grandma. I was just like, wow, like this was God's blessing to Charmaine. Right. She, you lost your mom, she but put he gave her mom, your daughter. Yeah, her mom is solely in her daughter. Yes. And it's stuff like that. That's why like when people say like, oh, how can you have a lighter child? Like it's just ignorance. Mm-hmm. And instead of once again, when you're a kid. You, the kids don't don't know that concept. They don't understand that. So yes. when you bring that type of ignorance into someone's life, yeah. like that could be detrimental in certain ways because you know with Charmaine, she's you know she's probably a little lighter than me, mm-hmm. but her husband is dark as hell. Hell yeah. So for them to have a you know a light bright baby, mm-hmm. low key, and she light got light eyes. eyes too, just light eyes. But Charmaine mm-hmm. has light eyes. Yes. So it's just it's just the way the genetics yeah, because go. that's what I was talking about with Drake because um. My mom has hazel eyes. None of us, none of my siblings came out with hazel eyes. So I was just like, you know, there's a 
possibility because of the way genetics works and all that stuff, either our kids will have hazel eyes or maybe our grandkids will have hazel eyes. But I was just like, you know, (laughs) yeah, I know. (laughs) It could be all grandma soon. (laughs) I could not even, first of all, I just need to get over the hump of imagine. I mean, I can imagine you as a mom. Yeah. But grandma, okay, now, bitch, you got to sit down. We can't talk about that yet. I don't even, yeah, no, that's like a long way for now. I had told Mikey the other day, because, um, our latest ep- our, our soon to be late latest episode of Game Night with Mike and Nelly, we played twenty questions. Okay. And um one of the questions that he asked, I think it was like, what is something like you like you're most fearful of? I was like, childbirth. That shit is uh, that's a no. That's a solid <laughs> he just looked up Mac <laughs> solid absolute that's a negative. See, I, I've obviously Never experienced. I mean, shout I out to Britt, your your best friend, best friend, and my roommate for being the I forget what she says the partner when uh, her sisters had babies that she was in oh, the actual yeah. She would be, but she always been that. So like, she's always been that. Like where, like once again, it's like the, the like the three musketeers kind of thing mm-hmm. with us. She's always been the one where, like, she, you know, want kids and she wanted the white picket fence and the one at the family and stuff. She's all, always been like that since yeah. probably I've known her and I've known her a little over 15 years. Mm-hmm. She's always been that. So even me even having a smidge of a conversation, like, of like kids and marriage, they these bitches look at me like, yeah, who the fuck are you? Yeah, they they and was like, like, go like the things that Janelle talks about on this podcast. Never, never has she ever said to anybody. No. She is not open like that, and I'm, I'm just not. like, I mean, she can't kind of close up with me because exactly. she because <laughs> if I'm giving you a raw show, she yeah, has to I got a, a I got a matcher. So and I told I told these bitches mm-hmm. that. I said, listen, well, me and Amanda started the, the set on song. And it's so funny because Matt had um, hit me up the other day. He's like, I binged on set song talk. Mm-hmm. And what did he say? I'm going to read you exactly what he said because it was so, it was just, it, it was cute, but it was just like, <laughs> what the fuck? He said, ben, ben, he said, Ben, binge listening set song talks. So I said, thank you. He goes, though, it's like, ill. my sisters is out here. LOL. <laughs> I love you and Amanda in this avenue. Mm-hmm. And it's because, and it's something else I talked to Mikey about too the other day, is because it's, it's just a different side of us. Yes, it is. So, like, people that know me know, like, I'm the wrestling hardcore fan. Mm-hmm. That's all I talk about. So, when I talk about personal things here and there, they're looking at, like, who the fuck is this bitch? Yeah. So, but that's what it was important for me, especially when we started this journey that I was like, listen, if you're going to put everything on the table, I'm going to match you and we're going to do it right and do it correctly because right. I never want it to be where, you know, it's just, it's just fake and phony. That's not right. what we are. Yeah. Cause we, we definitely communicate with each other in regards to boundaries. Yeah. We can, we, you know, we are not going to say something. We're not going to open up a can of worms that we're not willing to talk about. Correct. Cause you know, like for instance, last episode, I had a discussion with Janelle and I had a discussion with Joy of something personal. So I said, you know, this is off the table. Like, we can't say this. We can sugarcoat it, but we won't. And so they were both respectful enough to not bring up any of the personal stuff that I had asked them to. Absolutely. So that's, you know, that's what you do as a team. You you have your yeah. boundaries and then you have like, all right, we just, everything's on the table. We don't Everything care. Everything is boom, right. So, and I think that that just goes in terms of growth. And I think mm-hmm. it, it goes in terms of understanding each other um, because, you know, once again, you know, even though we're both strong Afro-Latina because low-key, mm-hmm. it's just, I always tell, so growing up, I always used to tell people, it just was like, listen, they just let us off the boat first. Yeah. Other than that, we was all in this fucking shit together. And I think that's also super important, I think, as adults that I would... That's why it's like, ever since I've been 16, I've been wanting to go to Cuba because, to me, it just is that missing piece, I think, from myself. And it's so funny because a few days ago, I was having a conversation with Dre. And I felt disconnected from my roots. Mm-hmm. Because yes, I am Puerto Rican. Literally, the first and only time I've ever traveled to—I was about to say El Salvador, um, Puerto Rico—I was in 2009. That I had went with my friend Judeni, 
And when did I go to Puerto Rico? We were, you know, we ex- we, ex- we experienced some of uh, um, Puerto Rico. But for those that don't know my long life story, um, I was actually raised thinking that I was Salvadorian and Puerto Rican because, you know, the guy who raised me is Salvadorian. And um, so I know more about the Salvadorian culture. So I don't really just say, I yes, I am Puerto Rican, but I was raised by Salvadorians. That's what I like to say now. Um, so I know more about the Salvadorian roots. I speak more uh-huh. Salvadorian, which in when people like when it's Spanish is Spanish, I'm like it's not. It's not because when it comes to Puerto it's Ricans, not. like we say tu chuela, and compared to Salvadorians, you know we have the more proper as people would say they wrote the R's and stuff like that. Certain but words um, you say certain words you don't say. Yes, you can't say meetings. Yes. So, um, and you know what, going back to the whole racial stuff, um, in El Salvador, you like the darkest that they've seen is like my sister's compare complexions. If you are darker than that, they look at you like, who the fuck are you? Like, it's like a new person in their town. They want to, they want to discover who you are. It's new to them because they're so used to who they see. Mm-hmm. So if somebody darker comes to, to El Salvador, just just like, who are you? That's like, how I felt when I went to um, when I went to DR for the first time. Mm-hmm. I had um, I was like, every guy mm-hmm. here is darker than me. What the fuck? Yeah, and I was twenty five, and I you know once again everything's a learning experience. Um, so I didn't know, like, I was just sitting here, like, I just was like, oh, you know, I mean, growing up, a lot of the Dominicans, like, on my block or around me, they were kind of this, they were the same complexion as me. Mm -hmm. So, like, it wasn't a complete shock, but it was a little bit of a culture shock because I was like, I'm in their, I'm on their land. And, like, they look like me. And, and it it was weird because I almost felt accepted in a sense because... Mm -hmm. I didn't get that weird, like, who the fuck is you? Mm-hmm. Or, like, that yeah, weird... Yeah, I don't know if you've seen, like, a picture of my best friend. But my best friend is a little darker than you. She's Dominican. And my my meatball, she's about your color. Yeah, so... And she's Puerto Rican. So, Puerto yeah. Rican and black, because her dad was black. So, so like, I just think it's it's just unfair, I think, to always... To, to judge before just knowing, you know, someone's story or, or, you know, their experience. Which is why I wanted to kind of pull that topic out of the headlines a little bit because it was just it they people were shocked that they that they built they they had brought in racism and stuff like that and colorism but it's a real thing and and it's a thing that um people that are biracial they go through like even even i can remember even like applying for colleges and you know certain like scholarships or just applications, like just even the simple ass application where mm-hmm. it's like race two or more, mm-hmm. or I always have to check off Hispanic because that's just what it is. Yeah. That, that's what I am. So, but I didn't, I, I had to learn that. Like that right. wasn't something that I knew of. Like that was like a self-taught, like, yeah, all right, it's, these are the boxes you check off. It's so crazy. The world, unfortunately that we live in, you know, who would have thought you would have to do conversations like this? Um, where, because a lot of times people are not acceptable of seeing biracial relationships mm-hmm. or just a biracial kid. Um, I remember when Dre and I started, um, we've mentioned this in your podcast, where, you know, people were questioning me and him, like, you know, like what happened to Hispanic guys or what for him it was like, you know, what's wrong with black women? And he's like, you know, there's nothing wrong with black women. My mom, his mom is black, you know, his mom and his nana, they're amazing women. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, you know, he has nothing against them. He's just, he, he loves me. So <laughs> she said, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, she, and the same thing for him. You know, I love him. Fed. So, you know, we don't look at each other's skin color. We don't look at each other any different because we're different skin color. We love each other very much. And if people don't like it, then they could go fuck themselves. That's their issue. Yeah. Because that's the, you know, always, I think the important thing is love is love. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where, that's kind of the bigger picture I got out of watching the interview and just, in life um 
Get your own. <laughs> um, I think that's just the bigger picture in terms of life. It's just, you know, love is love. And, and how you, you know, ultimately raise, you know, your kids. It's You're preparing them. Because I, I always think, you know, it just actually it's probably more recently than anything. It's like to raise a black man in America right now is mm-hmm. wild. Like, unfortunately, yeah, and it's also like even if you if you ever watched the show All American, oh, that's what I was gonna say too. But go ahead. And um, Tate Diggs' son, um, well, both his kids are biracial because the mom is white on the show. Mm-hmm. So there was one episode last season, I think, when the little boy, not the little boy, but he's you know teenage kid, um, he got stopped by the cops, and. The other boy, the, the black kid that's, that's from the hood, was telling him, like, yo, don't move. don't Like, he was trying to tell him, like, how to, like, act with the police so that, you know, so that he doesn't get hurt or killed or mm-hmm. anything. And the, the the other kid, he just didn't, he didn't know, he didn't understand. So he looked at his dad, like, well, why you never taught me that? Like, mm-hmm. what, like, how am I, like, I think it's super important that as, as people of color that we teach especially the men, but that you teach your kids how to deal to how to deal with certain situations like that. Because, mm-hmm. you know, once again, as a kid, you don't see color. You, you just see, oh, it's a nice policeman. He can hear mm-hmm. the help. That's, that's kind of the mentality you have. But the older you get and the more situations that you get into, those are when those, those incidents can and they have happened. Like, you know, a fucking kid died over a fucking hoodie in an Arizona can. Mm-hmm. Like, it, but there are, I think, what my hope and my wish, though, is that parents, you know, no matter how young or old you are, you have conversations with your kids about that. Because I yes. know, I know I didn't have that. And I know, and I know my brother didn't have that. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't have that type of concept of, like, the cops can pull you over. And they can kill you. Yeah. And, and you can go to jail for just something that that's not your fault. Or you can have mistaken identity. Yeah. And all these things. Like, growing up, you didn't have that concept. It's so crazy because, um, and before we wrap up, but um, this is a show that Britt and I were watching on Netflix. It's actually really good. I think Janelle said that she's seen some of it, not all of it. But it's called One Day at a Time. Yeah. Which is super, it's. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I told Jenna, I'm uh, sorry. I told Britt that I felt like every sh- episode was fucking. You cry about every everything because literally the mom of the show cries in every episode except for one. But then like every other episode and every season she cries. But there is an episode where this it's based on a Cuban family, and they went to her son's baseball game. I don't remember what happened, but he was just like. That he wanted them to stop chanting, stop yelling at uh, his um, baseball games. Don't bring the Cuban flag at his uh, his game, and he didn't want them to be at his baseball game anymore. And she's like, "Papito," he was like, "And don't call me Papito anymore." And he was, she was like, "Oh, these teenagers and they so disrespectful." But she didn't realize that somebody had said something that was towards him being an immigrant. And it became a whole big issue. And, you know, they started talking about being, you know, somebody called the grandmother a speck one time. And, you know, just different things that people don't realize that they're saying. It's kind of like how you guys, you know, how people say the N-word. And for us coaches, like, to me, it's like, you know, sometimes it's funny and stuff like that. Like, oh, you don't look like a Puerto Rican. And, you know, you've seen the memes, like, what do you want me to look like, a gondole? And it's just like, you know, just real life stuff that... It was just so crazy because also not only is, you know, they deal with like immigration and being undocumented and stuff like that. But they also talk about one of the daughters is actually a lesbian. So, you know, the show is super dope. And she's kind of like I find myself kind of like her sometimes because she is the white one of the family. Uh But it's a really good show. Um, I recommend it. But I just wanted to because I was remembering that one and it was just like. You know, just even with color or wherever you're from, they, you know, people try to, especially when it comes to the United States, the United States, and I think I've said this here, I don't know where I did, but um, a little girl I took care of was like, what is the, what is the, uh, what is America's 
language, something like that. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly what she said. And I was just like, I don't know what is. And she was like, nothing. We were, we're the only nation that has multi-language. We don't have our own language. And like people automatically think, oh, because we speak English. But in reality, like if you go to French, they always speak they speak Yeah, they they first language is French. Yeah, and if you go to somewhere Hispanic, they speak, speak Spanish. But here we're the only nation that has more than one language. Which I think is dope. I mean, as much as we shit on America, I think it's yeah super dope. That but it's so you funny because diversity. people try to say like speak our language or like speak we're in America type of thing, and it's just like honestly, yeah, we are in America, but it's not just English. You have a lot of you have the Koreatown that speaks Korean and all that other stuff. That's just like yo. It, that's why I thought it, I thought it was dope. Um, and we're in this episode soon. Mm-hmm. I thought it was dope when you mentioned like you you guys were looking more at environments wise because you want to be able to have that diversity. So like mm-hmm. growing up, like I went to high school in the Bronx, right? So literally seventy five percent of my high school was Hispanic people. Mm-hmm. So like. They kind of, and they were just, but they, they just were clicky, and that's just what that is about. <laughs> but so were the black people. We was just clicky as fuck. But um, I didn't understand, I don't think I fully understood diversity until I got to college. Mm-hmm. Where at St. Same. John's, um, there was a girl on my floor that was from Alaska. Mm. I never forget that. My freshman year, she was one of the coolest chicks on that floor. She's from Alaska. Mm-hmm. I said, I never met somebody from Alaska. Like, I remember, like, maybe the first two weeks we dormed, I asked her every fucking question in the book. <laughs> I said, how cold is it there? Like, do y'all get sunlight? Like, I and I had to disclaimer her, like, listen, I don't mean to be ignorant, but I just want to know. because yeah, I've had never questions. Yeah, because I was like, I never met somebody. So yeah. I, I was intrigued. I was like, bitch, what made you pick here? Because mm-hmm. that's across the goddamn country. Mm-hmm. And then um, my sophomore, um, really my, probably more of the junior year, but my sophomore, junior year, um, where we had suites. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my junior year was when Abby was our suite mate. But Abby had lived on the fifth floor. So one of my other, so that's why I was like, I'm blessed that I do, everybody's like, you already know somebody from somewhere. But it, mostly it's because it's college because I have one of my good friends from college, Abby. She's from Jamaica. Like straight ass. Like when when we went home for winter break or spring break or the end of the semester, end of the school year, she wasn't going to fucking Harlem. She was going to Jamaica. She was right. going home. And even now, like she, I'll never forget, she had what's at me maybe a few months ago. Just mad randomly, but I was super excited. Like, that's why I'm always telling people, like, listen, we got to go to Jamaica. I got to go visit her. <laughs> but I just think it's super important that you put, you know, not only yourself, but, you know, your future kids or, mm-hmm. you know, people, you know, your family, put them in scenarios and situations where they can learn culture and yes. learn different things. I think that is super important mm-hmm. and that you don't want, you know, low key, you don't want an ignorant mindset where you're just focused and knowing one thing. I think it's important and it's a, it's a lifeline almost that you mm-hmm. should know multiple cultures and multiple and understand them yes. because that I think at the end of the day that's all we all all of us want is to be understood. So, any last words before we do? No, I actually uh, really enjoyed this one. Yeah, I, that's so sad. I thought yes. it was dope. I got inspired because I listen. Me and Mikey live for the... One thing about us is we live for the conspiracies. Right. And... And that's why I'm just saying, like, you know, I think it's very important, especially, like, you know, us as adults that are planning to have kids one day. If you don't really... If you're not really into your roots, you should start learning because obviously one day you're going to have to teach your kids. So that's why I'm just like, you know, I definitely want to know more about my Puerto Rican. Like, I... And, and I we definitely got to wrap up. But uh, one thing that I loved learning, um, and I learned this in my ECE class, that we did a whole project, and I had to do my family um, something about, like, me. So I, like, I went into the whole ancestry stuff that my, my aunt had did. I do want to do that. My aunt you know had what? did Maybe it. Um, but she not... has the actual tree. Like, she also did the DNA stuff, too. Maybe we should do that one episode. We should sure. do, because they, they always have that shit on Groupon. Uh-huh. The yeah. com thing? She did it. Um, she it? has our family tree on it. But one thing that I learned about one of my great-great-grandfathers was that he was one of the founders of the Puerto Rican Parade. Ooh, sweet. So that makes me feel proud. Absolutely. So, um, but yeah, I just wanted to, you know, say that. And we definitely have to wrap up because we have something 
cool that we're doing that. Yes. So once again, thank you guys for tuning in for this week's episode of Sasson Talk. Um, once again, if you have any topics or anything that you want us to talk about, let us know. You can Please DM, you can DM us on at Sasson Talk on Instagram um, or personally, individually as mm-hmm. well. Um, once again, you can listen to this episode and amongst other plenty interesting topics and episodes <laughs> of Sasson Talk on all streaming platforms. Um, yeah. And then make sure to subscribe to the Java Taste Podcast Network page on YouTube. Um, yeah. And follow us once again at Sad Tone Talk on Instagram. But as always, I'm Janelle. I am Amanda. And thank you guys for joining us so much on this week's episode. Bye.